We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. All right, we welcome you back for our number two of our three-hour little shindig here on a Friday morning. Again, Pete off to uh, race uh, at, at, at at Rosecroft. We will bring you the audio of that and the results. And uh, this is a weird, wacky deal. So, um, you know, it is what it is, right? I mean, uh, you know, cool for him, cool opportunity. I would never do that. Then again, I would hurt the war horse. Uh, let's try not to do that. Let's try and just hurt your ears uh, with my annoying voice. Not with the wonderful dulcet tones of the best investigative reporter that I know. Chief investigative reporter and a man who I just... You know, merely am lucky to be in the presence of my guy, Eric Flack from WUSA 9 TV. Murray, uh, Mur- no, Murray, Murrow and Emmy. I tried to combine the two winning chief investigative reporter, uh, of course, at WUSA 9 has been all over the commander's mess from start to finish and everything in between. Mr. Flack, how are you, pal? What's up, Rooster? And I'd like to start by saying you really need to be not so hard on yourself. I don't find your voice annoying at all. And I don't think you'd be doing radio in D.C. for as many years as you have if other people found your voice annoying. Oh, so. Thank you, pal. I appreciate that. I mean, and you know, it, I, here's, here's how I, I appreciate the kind sentiments, but when I listen, you know, I don't know if you ever do this, right? Like we in the media are, uh, you know, we're, we're egomaniacs to some degree, but we're, we're also often our hardest critics, right? So when I go back and I listen to the shows and I'm like, uh, 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 because I'm just like, uh, and I'm like, ah, you've been in radio 27 years. Stop doing that, you know, um, and, and stop saying, you know, always, and, and all that stuff. We're always learning. We're always yeah. getting better. We all watch ourselves, and we're all exactly um, our worst critic. But exactly. I'm excited to be back with you. I appreciate you uh, making some time for us, and uh, I know you were trying to get those Swifty tickets. And uh, uh, heartbreaking! I, what, what a disaster, huh? I mean, I what heard... a disaster. Uh, Me and my daughter are just heartbroken, just heartbroken. I'm so mad. I don't know who. To be more, I don't even know if I need to be mad at Taylor. I don't know if I need to be mad at Ticketmaster. I'm right. mad at everybody. Right so, now. and I heard like the secondary market, they're going for like a couple of thousand dollars a piece. Is that right? I, I oh, mean, that's to sit in the nosebleed of like oh my life. Gosh. Yeah, no. And on top of it all, because I was already looking. It was $1,000 to sit in the upper deck of MetLife, oh. um, but when there was still a pre-sale, as soon as they announced there was no pre-sale and that no more tickets, of course, 
it's like shot up even more. So I didn't check today, but as of yesterday, it was two thousand oh. dollars to sit in the in the upper deck of of MetLife, which I I told my daughter. God bless. I was like Rosalie. I, I can't. We we just got to draw line. How, how old? Like, no how better. old is she? She she's fifteen. So okay. she's right there. So and she, we went to the last show at FedEx right. too, and it was like dream come true. Right. And we had been we've been talking about this forever. So uh, very heartbreaking. Somebody needs to be held accountable. Yes. My next investigative report. Oh, I like the tease. And speaking <laughs> of investigative reports, uh, so uh, of course Pete and I before he had to leave for his special assignment over at Rosecroft. Uh, we're, we're talking, of course, about the new lawsuit filed by D.C. Attorney General Carl Racine uh, yesterday. For those that didn't see your work yesterday on WUSA 9 uh, and on Twitter, I guess a general quick reaction. This one seems to have a little bit more bark to it, and it's only directed at the commanders and not the NFL. Um, is is that basically your general perception? Yeah, I mean, I listen. I, I, I'm not jumping to conclusions that the last um, lawsuit isn't going to go anywhere. I know that there have been some legal experts out there who kind of opined that that this was more grandstanding. I'm talking about the one last week against the NFL and Roger Goodell and and, and the whole the whole deal and Snyder. Um, this one though does have some very specific allegations, some very specific numbers uh, about an alleged scheme to withhold these uh, deposits. And the key uh, language to me with the lawsuit that, that dropped yesterday was they're alleging that this wasn't an accident, right? They are alleging that there was an orchestrated plan to let these season ticket holders forget the deposit they put down all those years ago when they signed up and just kind of keep the money. And then when they finally caught on, they raised roadblocks, according to the attorney general, to keep those um, uh, deposits from getting into their hands, even when they knew they were aware. So I think that's the more interesting part to me. We knew that there were these allegations from um, the, the employee who, who testified in front of the House Oversight Committee over the summer. Um, we knew that, that uh, Racine's office was looking into this. We knew last week when he dropped the lawsuit, he promised more news on this this mm-hmm, week unless mm-hmm. there was some sort of a settlement. So to me, I was looking at what sort of substance and language they were going to use, and they're laying out some kind of an orchestrated uh, a well in you know uh, known and uh, deliberate scheme to keep this money. The other question I have is, you know, we're talking about two hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, not um, a lot of money in the grand scheme of things. It's not. And what are we doing here, folks? Right. I mean, are we really trying to? Like to what? Well, end the question is, really Eric, is that just because it's just DC yeah. residents that Racine is filing on behalf of? That's not Virginia and Maryland, and as we know, there the, the attorney generals in those areas, in those states, or or in the Commonwealth, are looking or allegedly looking into this as well. So, and then you have on top of that what also Jason Friedman accused and told the House Oversight Committee, which was the misappropriation of funds. Or, or money in terms of bookkeeping to prevent 
the proper revenue sharing from the NFL, right? Like, to me, this is all right. like hors d'oeuvre type stuff, right? Uh, appetizers. Yeah. The main course, unless I'm wrong, and maybe you tell me if I am, is if Friedman can prove and if whoever can prove that Dan and the commanders, then the Redskins, were shifting money around to deliberately keep it from being shared with the National Football League. Sure, like, but from a attorney law and order, you know, I watch a lot of legal shows on TV, but I'm not an attorney perspective. You know, how does that get introduced into this case? Yeah, I, I don't know. I guess you could say, I guess you could say, well, it demonstrates a pattern somehow, mm-hmm. but Racine didn't say anything about that in here. We know those allegations are out there. But but could and that it, but let, let me jump in there not to not to be rude. I could that fall under Remember two weeks ago when the feds got involved in the Eastern District of Virginia? Could that fall under the Federal Trade Commission? Could that fall under some securities, I don't know, IRS? I I mean, outside of the NFL, I'm talking about from a legal standpoint, because the NFL can do whatever they want, right? If they found that they were intentionally shuffling money to avoid being pulled in the normal ticketing revenue, they could do whatever they want. Out, regardless of the law, what I'm—I guess what I'm kind of wondering—what are the feds in the Eastern District of Virginia, which was announced two weeks ago? What are they exploring, and what might come out of, again, the testimony that Dan Snyder gave for 11 hours under sealed uh, video to the House Oversight Committee? Could perjury come out of that? I mean, we could still have some major, I guess, landmines, or am I barking up the wrong tree? Well, first of all, last things first, I mean, the House Oversight Committee, according to Comer, yeah. is over. I mean, that's done. So well, over as of January 1st, right? Right. So they have, but I mean, it's the holidays. How much work are they yeah. really going to be doing? I yeah. mean, I guess they could drop a report, a la Racine seems to be doing on, on his way out of office, right. handing the baton to Schwab. They could drop a report. And just put all this out there. Sure, that's possible. Um, perjury. The, the House Oversight Committee cannot charge anybody with a crime. They can only refer uh, a case to the Department of Justice, which would, of course, get it out of the po- Democrat Republican political quagmire. Right. And, and if if they choose to do that, now you kind of reference, you know, uh, the the money kept and the investigation. You know, this is not a publicly traded company, so I'm not sure the SEC has anything to do with it. You know, could there be an embezzlement charge? I mean, yeah, you can't steal from a company you work for or you're, or, or are a part of. So, I mean, if you're, like, you know, moving to chess pieces, the only thing that you could really look at is, you know, uh, allegations of, of embezzlement, of stealing money from, from the company or the greater company that 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 the commanders are a part of, yeesh. I don't know. I mean that I, that would certainly be news if that happened for right. sure. Uh, Eric Flack with us from WUSA Nine TV. If you're not already following him, and you damn well better be at Eric Flack. Eric with a C. F-L-A-C-K-TV, at Eric Flack TV, does a tremendous job for WUSA 9, chief investigative reporter uh, there, has been all over this commander stuff. Now, there's all sorts of reports, not to get too far and deep in the woods in the, in the legal mess here, but there's all sorts of reports that all these potential pending lawsuits 
uh, potential legal action, whether it be criminal or civil, could hold up the potential sale of the team. In addition, there's been new reporting over the last two days. In fact, this was my response, like the day we found out Dan had hired Bank of America. I didn't think he was looking for a sale. I thought he was looking for an investor. I thought he was looking to try and get an investor capital to either pay off the loan to the NFL or to build the stadium or both so that he could get himself out of the financial mess that he's in and say, ah, this is my ultimate elixir. You guys can't get rid of me. I built you a stadium in the nation's capital, blah, 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 blah. Uh, All of these things, do you think they will have a major impact or a minor impact on the potential sale and and ridding of Dan Snyder? I am going to stay positive. I don't think it's going to have a long-term impact. I think that any agreement that would come, first of all, I think Dan Snyder did want to sell off only a piece, as you suggested. I think he put that hook in the water and nobody was biting. I think I think he quickly found out that he sells the whole thing or, you know, he can mm. pound sand. Um, <laughs> as far as as far as, uh, you know, the, these legal I mean, it's a concern. I think it's a concern for any fan, including myself, who whether you understand the law or not. Why do you want to buy an organization that is riddled with baggage and lawsuits and investigations. And I think that Jeff Bezos and his lawyers, Byron Allen and his lawyers, or fill in the blank and rich person and their lawyers are going to be able to find a way to say, look, if you want this deal to go through, we have got to be held immune and non-liable from all of these investigations um, and, and lawsuits in into the team. And you have to take that with you as part part of the deal remember we're not talking about we're not talking about at least now we're not talking about any um criminal acts um now could that change with the eastern district of virginia sure but you can't charge a company with a crime you can only charge a person with a crime Mm. so so you know i mean there's 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 only financial fines and baggage that are going to be left over moving forward with these investigations to the team and that can be negotiated to be, you know, stay with Dan Snyder as part of any deal. It can be worked into the deal. It can, you know, a lot, you can have a lot of negotiations back and forth. Well, you know, I'll give you an extra $500 million, but you're taking all of this with you. Right. And okay. we are starting fresh. And that is what I am, am betting on, possibly, hopefully, maybe a little Pollyanna, but I just have to believe that the end is nigh and, and that this is not going to be the thing that blows up, you know, our, our reset. No, that makes sense. The question, I guess, you know, most people were hoping to have this wrapped up, you know, like by the end of March, right, at the league meetings in, I, I think it's in Palm Beach, right, it, which is the big annual powwow that, all you know, all the media goes right. to and so on and so forth. Whereas, you know, I, I maybe this stuff might stretch into, I don't know, the, the summer, next football season, who knows. And then the other question becomes, and this is more like a gut feel, you tell me, another scenario that, you know, again, I, I know I floated when we first found out about this, and I'm not the only one, and it's popped up again in recent days, is the potential potential of, hey, Dan, you sell, um, and and at first it's a minority investment uh, or share, and then it becomes a guaranteed right to purchase controlling interest, whether it be more than 50%, whether it be 100% or whatever, to a Jeff Bezos or whoever uh, at a certain time to be determined. is Do you think 
I mean, is that commonplace as far as you know, or is that likely, yes. or is that a potential solution? I, I have heard. I, I t- when all this started, I talked to uh, the guy from Forbes who kind of broke the initial uh, mm-hmm. story mm-hmm. about uh, that he was he had hired Bank of America, and and he actually I had never heard of that, and he and he's done this for decades and covered these deals for decades mm-hmm. and valued teams for all that time, and he absolutely said there are three options: minority, sell the whole thing, or option C. Mm. Um, so, you know, based on the, the, the people smarter than I that I have spoken with, that is on the table with these sorts of deals. The question is, is it going to be on the table with Dan Snyder? Right. Because everybody knows Dan Snyder is toxic to the team, toxic to the city, toxic to the franchise. And any investor who's going to sink $5.6 to $6 billion or more in buying the team is going to know that. They're going to know that their investment is not going to be right. worth what it can be until they get Dan Snyder out the door. It's and almost so like you got to do a deal with the devil to get what you ultimately correct. want, you know, essentially. Absolutely. You know? and, 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 and you took the words right out of my mouth because it's going to come back to Dan Snyder and what he demands right. and whether he's willing to budge on this. But, like, Why? I mean, I know nothing we can that Dan Snyder does we can explain, but why? Like you know, you're a pariah. You're like a dead man walking. Why stay? Everybody's just waiting. You're the guy at the party that nobody likes. That everybody is waiting for you to leave so they can start having some fun. I mean, why put yourself into that position? I understand that he is insulated with people who only tell him things that he wants to hear, and he's shielded from the reality. But at some level, now that he's investigating this, he's got to understand that that being a, trying to hang on as far as you know, being a, a bringing a minority owner that can take over the team long term just doesn't make a lot of sense. Moreover, I, I just don't think that any of these people who are smart enough to get as rich as they have gotten to buy an NFL franchise don't realize that and and would ever agree to that. When Eric Flack has not been an awesome dad and shopping for absurdly priced Taylor Swift tickets and (laughs) kicking ass on WUSA 9 television, uh, he's kind enough to join us right here on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app uh, and provide his expertise as a chief investigative reporter for the aforementioned WUSA 9. All right, before we run out of time, you did so much work on the stadium project and the land and the potential locations and all that we know if a new owner comes in there's a greater likelihood that something could potentially be worked out with the rfk site and all that stuff um i don't know where we are in terms of i I mean we we all know dan is toxic right but say dan uh controls the team in some way shape or form through i don't know through past march or april or whatever and we get to that period of time where and, and correct me if I'm wrong, Eric, like the Virginia legislature might be able to bring it back up and, might, you know, may vote again, like w- where we left off on this thing last summer uh, when we were all dealing with this. Do you think, um, I, I guess the best way to ask this, does a sale have to be done? And does Dan Snyder have to be 100% out based on anything you know for Maryland, D.C., or Virginia to do any sort of financial, real significant financial 
contribution to a new stadium project? Does does Dan well, have to be totally out or no? Yeah. I mean, he or or the exit strategy has to be locked. Right. Clearly, loaded. clearly spelled out. And, you know, listen, I think everything with the stadium changes once Dan Snyder is out of the equation. I think that D.C. Council that has told Dan Snyder no over and over again that we won't back this is going to have a tough time telling Jay-Z no. Like, it just you don't say no to Jay-Z and Jeff Bezos. Mm. I think it's all back on the table. Money is an interesting thing. You know, Maryland hands out money for stadiums left and right. They've put so many taxpayer dollars and are investing new taxpayer dollars in uh, M&T uh, Bank Stadium and, and Camden Yards. I mean, they're, they're constantly funneling tax dollars, and, and they're doing an overhaul over there with tax dollars. They just weren't going to give tax dollars to Dan Snyder. So, A, I think that changes. Virginia? They were already going to give um, the commanders money, a lot of it with Dan Snyder, and then everything just got, you know, blown up. So I think that gets back on the table. I have a tough time wondering if D.C. is going to give him a lot of money. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I could see him. I could see him a lot like relenting on the site. Um I, I don't know. That one just feels different to me. And, and, and not um, only for, feels for di- and I agree with you. It not only feels different, but I, I mean, like here's here's the bottom line: they want an entertainment district, they want a daily facility, and they want a stadium. There's no chance that's happening on the RFK site to get all three there's, of those things. Zero chance. Yeah, right? it's there, well, there is actually enough land. You would have to take back land that is already being used for public. Uh, uh, use like so they've already set up soccer fields and stuff over there there is land over there at rfk that is currently being used not a lot and then they have plans for more so the virginia sites were like 200 some odd acres which is about the same site as the rfk Mm. so like there is possibility and and to have a stadium back in dc and remember the 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 plan for the the megaplex and everything that's Dan Snyder and Jason Wright's plan. Yeah, that's true. Like, that's true. You know, like other people are going to take over those teams. They're all going to be out of a job. Jason Wright's going to be out of a job. Yeah. All of them are going to be out of jobs. And they can come up with a much different plan. That's true. That's true. All right, last thing, uh, and then we'll let you run Eric Clack with us. Uh, I, I, I see you're much like all of us. Um, interested, I guess might be the best term in the whole Twitter potential collapse. Uh, give me a uh, give me a thumbnail sketch of do you think Twitter is going to be with us past I don't know next Friday, Black Friday. I'm I'm gonna be honest. I'm just learning about this in real time, like everybody else. Like I I was I was trolled by that guy. On I saw Twitter that, page. yeah, and so like. And I'm trying to like trying to figure out even who I'm getting trolled by or why and and you know like I don't know that, that Elon Musk is is quickly making Twitter as much of a disaster as Dan Snyder has made the Commanders. I mean it's just remarkable, but you got to tip your hat that he did it in such a short period of time. Um, it really took Dan Snyder, you know, like what like 23 years to to get here. It took Elon Musk like 23 days. So um, you know I don't know. I, I can't see a world without Twitter, but. 
Uh, maybe the world would be a better place without Twitter, I'm not sure. And Dan Snyder, too, on top of that. <laughs> maybe Elon and Dan could take and their money and go off to the Cannes Film Festival and hang That's out right. off the coast of France. Uh, Mr. Flack. on the yacht. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Flack, I appreciate you as always. You're the best. Uh, have a Thank great you, weekend, sir. and I'll talk to you real soon, okay? Happy yeah, have th- a great weekend. Happy, happy Friday, Thanksgiving everybody. if I don't talk oh, to you yeah. between now and then. Happy Thanksgiving. Very Thank excited. You. My favorite holiday of the year. Hot uh, so Wonderful, wonderful deal. And it's even better because the commanders can't ruin it this Thursday. <laughs> yes! 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 That's Thank great. you. Well, don't say that yet. We know yeah. we uh, That's true. That's, that is true. <laughs> that, right. is, that, that is very true. Thank you. I appreciate it. Eric Flack with us, WUSA9. He's great. Make sure you check him out on WUSA9, the WUSA9 app, and as well on Twitter for as long as Twitter exists. That was a great line. Uh, I, I, I got to get the exact quote. Uh, but I think I, I, the way I heard it, the way my feeble brain is remembering it, Elon Musk is making Twitter as much of a disaster as Dan Snyder has made the commanders. Again, I want to get the exact wording on that, but that was a, I, I mean, that was a precious line. And you know what? Black might be right on that and just about everything else he says. Back with you right here. Russell and Medhurst. Yes, we're going to get into some football, guys. I promise. The Commanders could get over the 500 mark for the first time since week one. Oh, how sweet that would be with a win in Houston. That's coming up next. How do they get there and how worried should we be? All coming up. Russell and Medhurst, Team 980, always live and free on the Odyssey app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. All right, Pete Medhurst is on his way. Uh, apparently, the race is done, and I missed it. We're going to hear some of it. I guess uh, there were some audio issues uh, down the home stretch from his race with uh, Britt Waters of ABC7 while we were chatting with uh, Eric Flack. Uh, Matty Ice has got at Mr. Underscore Me 
93. <clears throat> um, he's got a picture of Pete. Uh, I forgot what they uh, it's, it's the term that he calls the the carriage or or whatever it is, um, and you can kind of see him off in 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 the um, I guess in the foreground or the background. I'm not sure which one uh, it would be, but anyway, got a picture up there that he took off the television screen. I guess we're going to have some audio coming up. Pete will rejoin us. We're going to get into the Houston Texans and the Washington Commanders. Uh, Commodores. <laughs> Wait, Mike, who? who uh, beat- Commodores. Wait, who beat the Eagles on Monday night? Commodores. Wait, is it the Commodores was a music group, wasn't it? Like back in, in, in the 60s? Or is it a football team in 2022? Uh <laughs> Uh, so apparently that cut, uh, which my buddy Fred um, pointed it out to, uh, is from uh, Boomer Siason and uh, Greg Giannotti's uh, WFAN morning show, in which uh, apparently Mike Francesa, the longtime you know legendary New York afternoon voice, and Chris Mad Dog Russo, uh, who I sh- share more than just a profession with. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we're apparently doing some sort of podcast together and Mike called the commanders, the Commodores Commodore defense and Russo called. <laughs> uh, Commodores. <laughs> Commodores. I mean, of all the stupid names that this organization has had, I mean, Manders, Mandy's, what, uh, 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 like, uh, you know, uh, uh, what, what the hell? Uh, Mandalorian. Do people, the Commandalorians. The Commodores is not one. Isn't that like the Vanderbilt Commodores? Right? Isn't that the nickname for the Vanderbilt uh, athletics team? I don't know. I, I, I think. Assuming. I think so. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, uh, I'm pretty sure. Yes, it is. It is. The Vanderbilt, the Washington Commodores. Commodore defense. The Commodore defense. Jack Del Rio runs the Commodore defense. Uh I mean... I, I, I would assume it was Russo that said it first, even though we played Francesca's bite first. Yes. And then Francesca, just being a bird brain, copied Russo and called them the Commodores as well. The Washington Commodores, everybody. How about this? Just thought about this. When Jeff Bezos comes in and buys the team for $9 billion, how about he names them the Washington Commodores. The wait, wait, the the Washington what? Commodores. The, the, the no, no, Mike. That's the Vanderbilt Commodores. In Washington, here we call them the Commanders. Left hand up, baby. We call them the freaking Commanders. Commodore. No, Russo. It meant doggy. 
Come on, doggy. What a joke you are. How could you do that, Mikey? The Commodores don't exist. Next thing you know, he calls the chicken police on me. The Commodores only exist in Nashville, where their offensive coordinator got drunk and got arrested for DWI. After let's beating ride. the tar. Oh, he said, let's ride. Woo. After beating the tar out of the Green Bay Packers. He said, let's ride on the plane. Let's get drunk. And then let's ride and do something stupid. The Commodores. The Commodore defense shut down the Eagles the other night. Don't be a donk. <laughs> oh, baby. Oh. Oh. So the Washington Commodores are taking on the Houston Texans this Sunday at 1 o'clock. I, I promise I'll get the train back on the track here. The whatever name you want to call them, the Commanders, the Commodores, the Commandalorians, the Walruses, the Walnuts, by any other name, take on the Houston Texans this Sunday. And listen, again, this as we know, this is a game that you should win. This is a game that you should win. But it is very easy to lose this game if you're not dialed in and paying attention to the little particulars, right? I mean, you know Lovey Smith is going to have his team play hard. You know that they are probably going to be around in the fourth quarter. You know that they can run the football with Damian Pierce. You know that David Mills or, or Davis Mills, or at least you should know, hell, if you listen to Pete talk about him pre-draft last year and then subsequent to that, he looks the part getting off the bus, right? Big strapping buck. Threw for over 300. And if something happens, to, think about this, right? If something happens to Davis Mills on Sunday, guess who the backup quarterback is? Former Commodores quarterback Kyle Allen. That's right. You may not have known that. Kyle Allen once played for the Washington Commodores. Commodores. <laughs> so that could happen. They got Brandon Cooks back without the C on his chest. He did catch a touchdown pass last week, right? Um, they have – their offensive line is, is not great by any stretch. I mean, Tunsil is still pretty good. Kenyon Green seems to take a penalty or two every game. He's the rookie first-rounder that went the pick ahead of Jahan Dotson when the Commodores traded back in the first round, and the Texans were at, I think, 15, and uh, Washington dropped from 11 to 16, and Kenyon Green went uh, at number 15. Well, he I, I mean, every time I see the Texans on red zone, because that's how I watch football when I'm not watching a Commodores game, um, it is on, uh, I mean, it's like a holding penalty or a false start or some sort of a personal foul against Kenyon Green, their left guard. The rest of their offensive line is spotty. I mean, Montez Sweat should eat in this game. So should Deron Payne and Jonathan Allen at some point. The question is going to become, 
whether they have a bad tackling game against Damian Pierce, whether they somehow allow a big passing play that you're not expecting uh, to either a Nico Collins or a Brandon Cooks, who's certainly capable of hurting you if he busts a coverage, I guess Philip Dorsett. That's going to be the question, right? Because I think defensively, you should feel pretty good about this commander's team going into Houston against a one-win Texan team that, again, every team has a guy or two that could potentially hurt you, and they as well. But let's be honest. This is not taking on the Minnesota Vikings. This is not taking on the Philadelphia Eagles. But the question becomes not whether the commander's defense could possibly corral them, control them, uh, commandeer them. Um, the question becomes is whether there's a overall or a unit-specific letdown. And you say, well, well, if the letdown is going to come, it's probably going to come from the offense, right? There's no way they can duplicate what they did in the first half with all the creative running, all the motion, all the jet sweep eye candy stuff that we talked about all week that nobody seems to think was as big of a deal as I think it was, but whatever. I think it's a big deal. There's no way that they can do that. The Eagles made adjustments. Commanders didn't do you know much of anything on offense in the second half. They did put up six points, had a couple of decent drives, but not much. You know, the Eagles clearly made some adjustments. Washington didn't have the same level of success. There's no way on a short week they can be as up for that game in Houston, probably in front of, you know, 50,000 people, as they were on Monday night taking on the elements, taking on the crowd, taking on the 8-0 Eagles, taking on a division champ or division front runner, an undefeated team, a team that's Thank you uh, in your own home building uh, just a couple of weeks before Monday night football, ESPN, Buck, Aikman, all of that stuff. Everybody's saying and picking again. Well, now everybody's picking them, right? Except for the Sharps or the Sharks. I heard that on the Sheehan show. The Sharks are all over the Texans. Plus the three and a half, plus the three, depending on where you can get it. I don't know anything about Sharps or Sharks. Here's what I know. Football is going to be hard to win this week. And I think when we come back in here Monday, or Sunday night even, I think a bunch of us are going to be let down. Now, what does let down mean? Again, let down could mean a loss, which is obvious, in Houston to a one-win Texan team and kind of derailing the momentum you've built not only last Monday night, but over the last month. Or could, again, a letdown be a nail-biter? Could it be 13-10? Could it be 9-6? Could it be 6-5? to A field goal and a safety for the Texans. How about that? How do you like them apples? Could you imagine if you won a game in the NFL 6-5? to <laughs> I mean, you could just see that with these two offenses, right? I mean, again, I don't want to be Nancy negative here. I don't want to be the naysayer of doom. But anybody that's approaching this game, including in that building, with a laissez-faire attitude, with a, oh, it's the Texans, we'll take care of them. We'll, we'll, we'll you know. And I, I haven't heard too much of this 
this week. To everyone's credit, I think, that I've heard on both stations and a lot of people on Twitter haven't said, oh, this will be a buy. This is like, you know, this is Cupcake City. This is going to be easy. I don't think anybody really has been building that narrative. So again, the question could be at 301-230-0980, A, what does the command, what do the commanders have to do in order to win? How can they write the script? How can they get a W? And does it have to be pretty? Does it have to be pretty? And what's your definition of pretty? Or does it just have to be effective? And is a win is a win is a win is a win? Or can a win be a letdown? 301-230-0980-301-230-0980. That's your number to hop aboard. Right here, Russell and Medhurst still waiting on Pete to return from his little trip around Rosecroft. Maybe he's at the buffet. I don't know. We will get to him when he gets back to us. But first, a trending alert. Oh, yes, indeed. The commander is about to take the practice field uh, about a half an hour or so from now over at Command Central in Ashburn. Final tune-up of the week before heading to Houston tomorrow afternoon. Again, on a short week, our pre uh, game day coverage begins at 9 a.m. right here on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. Meanwhile, Titans offensive coordinator Todd Downing, we mentioned after the Titans went to Lambeau Field last night and beat up on the Green Bay Packers 27-17, to a game you heard here on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. Downing and the team returned to Nashville, and then Downing was arrested for DUI and speeding Early this morning, went through uh, processing at about 4.35 in the morning, posting bail just before 7 a.m., right after the team got back from such a big win, a 408 offensive yard performance with Derrick Henry, Ryan Tannehill, and the rest of the boys getting the job done over a pack defense. Meanwhile, the Capitals losing in a shootout multiple rounds and it was a great comeback for Washington another bad start but a great comeback thought they even had the lead on a Nick Dowd disallowed goal late in the third period it tied at four uh, though heading into overtime which was back and forth great action ultimately they get a point lose in a shootout home tomorrow night for the Stanley Cup champion Colorado Avalanche and it's the return of the big three Today at Capital One Arena, Gilbert Arenas, Antoine Jamison, Karan Butler, the Miami Heat in town. It's 106.7 and Team 980 night at Capital One Arena. The game right here on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app at 645 following Georgetown basketball. And that's what's trending. All right, we are back with you. 10 in front of 11 o'clock right here on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. We will get to your calls in just a second. 301-230-0980 for the first time uh, this morning. Still waiting. Pete's return from Rosecroft Raceway where he was on television there for a little bit. Uh, racing Britt Waters of ABC. We still don't know the results, so we have to add, we're awaiting it's like, uh, what, what do they do, a photo finish? I don't know if we're going to get a photo finish, but we're awaiting the official results. 
At least the uh, TV finish. <laughs> exactly. Uh, from the uh, race at Rosecroft uh, between my partner and, uh, again, Britt Waters of ABC7. In case you missed Eric Flack of WUSA9, he was great. As always, hit the Odyssey Rewind feature uh, to just after 10 o'clock for that conversation. And he had a great line about Elon Musk and Dan Snyder at the end. And then, of course... And then, of course, we just discovered that Chris Mad Dog Russo and Mike Francesa think that the Washington Commodores are going to beat the Houston Texans this weekend. Oh, wait, what is it? Oh, this is the the flack thing? Oh, on on Dan Snyder and and Elon Musk. So I ended the interview real quickly before we get to the calls by asking Flack because he's like trying to do some investigative reporting about the potential collapse of Twitter. I, I guess Twitter is going away. I don't know. Um, I mean, I guess it'll be a lot less aggravation in my life, but uh, I'll also miss out on a major news source, and I I do love interacting with some some of you. Uh, but I asked Flack about it and what's going on and what he knew about it. Eli Musk is, is quickly making Twitter as much of a disaster as Dan Snyder has made the commanders. I mean, it's just – Remarkable, but you got to tip your hat that he did it in such a short period of time. What did he say? He said Elon Musk is quickly making Twitter as much of a disaster as Dan Snyder. Is that Elon what? Musk is is quickly making Twitter as much of a disaster as Dan Snyder has made the Commanders? I mean, it- <laughs> oh, that's a great line. That is a great line. Love it. Ah, Elon Musk is quickly making Twitter as much of a disaster as Dan Snyder is making the commanders. All right, let's get to the calls. 301-230-0980, 301-230-0980. Let's start at the top here. Jeff is in Clarksburg on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. Hello, Jeff. Good morning. How are you? Hey, morning, morning, Rooster. What's up, pal? So, um, hey, if they do not win pretty, and that's a 10-point win or more, Mm-hmm. You can expect Carson Winston next week because Ron didn't sound too uh, excited about, you know, naming um, uh, Heineke the starter. You know what I mean? He wasn't, you know, quick with it. So I guarantee if they if it's a nail-biter, Winston will be in there next week. He, he's not feeling Heineke with that second half against the Eagles. So, yeah, I I agree, pretty- I I agree with you. I think Ron is, is chomping at the bit to get Carson Wentz back in the fold. I really do. Now, I never bought it at all for this week because I didn't think you could get Carson Wentz ramped up and ready to go on a short week after being on the sideline for four weeks. But to your point, if Sunday is a struggle bus, and even if they win, even if they win 13-10, 17-14, some ridiculous score, you know, low score, barring Taylor Heineke really playing well, and it's going to be difficult, I think, against that secondary uh, with Stingley and Jalen Petrie and the other guys that they have. I think short of that, Carson Wentz is going to be the starting quarterback next Sunday against the Atlanta Falcons. I'm with you. Appreciate the phone call. Let's get a couple more in here before the top of the hour, or at least one more. Let's go to Eugene and Laurel uh, on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. What's up, Eugene? How are you? All right, how are you, buddy? I'm doing good. Doing good. Well, thanks for the call. 
Uh, I've been following this team for a long time. If anybody in that building or if any fans think they're going to go in there and blow them out or anything, they got another thing coming because we have a tendency of winning big games like Eagle games and then coming back and playing somebody like Houston. And I believe it's going to be a 13-10 or a 9-7. I honestly believe that, and I believe it could go the way of, of Houston because it's, it's just something we do. It's something we do. And like you said, with Stingley and them, he throws a lot of 50-50 balls. Mm-hmm. And you got to think, if they're in the right position, he can easily throw three picks, and Carson can be in there in, in the second half. Yep. So it's it's a possibility that can happen because – those 50-50 balls he throws are very scary. Well, well, I, we should point out, Wentz, I don't think Wentz is even going to be in, right? Like, Wentz, Wentz never even practiced this week, so I don't think he can be in there this oh, week. Okay. Uh, so I think it would be it, oh, it would okay, be Sam okay. Howell. But to your point, I, and, and maybe, I, I mean, I didn't even think of the ultimate disaster. What happens if Heineke is so terrible in the first half, three quarters, whatever it is, <laughs> exactly. like he has been. Now, he wasn't last week, exactly. but he was the previous couple. What happens if we go to Sam Howell on Sunday in the second half of the fourth right. quarter? Uh, uh, you know, I mean, that, very possible. I mean, very that would possible. actually make fans happy because that would give their, I guess, their anointed hope. Uh, it, it would give it would give everybody a chance to see Howell in a big spot or a big enough spot that they would go, oh my God, if yeah. he could find a way to win this game and then he can start the rest of the way, then we'd be rid of both of these guys, you know? Yeah, yeah, true. But uh, Heineken can go out there and throw four touchdowns in, in the first half, and we can and we can be enjoying the twenty-eight to zero first half and be the first time. In 30 years. Hey, hey, hey Eugene, know. if Heineke throws four touchdowns in the first half, <laughs> I'm personally inviting you into studio for a pizza party, okay? I'm going to hold you to that. Okay, too. hold me to that. If if that happens, you call back next week, and, and we'll hook it up, and I'll take care of the pizza, okay? Believe me, I right, will. There you go. Thank you, Eugene. Appreciate it. Have a good weekend. Happy Thanksgiving. More calls coming up in just a little bit. We hope to have Pete Medhurst back uh, with us. In case you missed the... A uh, cool, fun little creative sign that Matt uh, Essig made. Uh, it's on Twitter right now. Uh, you can check it out on my Twitter at WrestleMania621 at Mr. Underscore Me93 on Twitter. Zero days since the last incident. You see that at construction sites and all that? <laughs> and Matt. <laughs> I don't know. I thought it was funny. We need it in this station. Right? I mean, I I don't know. I I thought it was pretty funny. I mean, I laughed my ass off when he put it up and he pointed it out to me. So the picture's up. You can check it out. I thought it was creative and cool. And then, of course, like a big old jerk that I am, I tagged the commanders on it. Ah, 301-230-0980, 301-230-0980, final hour to come. Right here, Russell and Medhurst on the Team 980 and always live and free on the Odyssey app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.